The Kansas City Royals are nearing the MLB trade deadline. What all do they have to offer to contenders, and how can this deadline help them shape their rebuild? Plus, a successful weekend after the All-Star break, can that momentum roll into another strong second half? All this and more coming up on the Lockdown Royals podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals and email the show, LockedOnRoyals at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the MLB trade deadline, which is a week away. And how can the Kansas City Royals capitalize on the trade deadline? How how do the Royals, you know, how are they equipped to help out these contending teams and help better their rebuild. And who is on the block? But today's show is brought to you by Blue Nile. Blue Nile is going to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement rings and everything you need to have a shop stress-free experience for your forever peace with bluenow.com today. Now, I am going to thank you right now for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Royals baseball. Subscribe to the show for free so you never miss an episode. And also, whenever you subscribe to the show for free, you can also subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, and we can dive in now to the Royals trade online. So, Obviously, the Royals are not, you know, kind of where they wanted to be, right? This year, if you go back to, if you go back to, you know, April, the Royals thought that they would be, you know, close to contention. You know, maybe not a playoff team this year, but they thought, you know, they'd be right in the mix in the sense of like, you know, five games out, four games out. Sort of like Baltimore. Where Baltimore calls up Adley Rushman and, you know, that they have this fun team and they're four, you know, they're three games out of the playoffs bar right now uh, with the expanded playoffs. And, you know, who knows if they can make up those three games or not. It's not impossible. It's not impossible at all. But it's, it's also, I don't think, likely just because, you know, Seattle will probably hold on. Tampa Bay will probably hold on. Toronto, et cetera. So, like, you know, Baltimore in the, in the toughest division in the, in the sport is right there for the playoffs. And that's kind of the role in which, um, you know, that's kind of the role that Kansas City thought that they would be in this year. So now you enter the trade deadline and you sit 12 games out of a playoff spot and you sit um, you know, 13 games out of the worst division in the sport and you just have to kind of regroup. And so I think that the trade deadline for Kansas City will be very fascinating, but fascinating because Dayton Moore has so many options and so many decisions he has to make in the sense of balance. So let's start with just the clear cut 
trade piece, Andrew Benatendi. Andrew Benatendi's having a fantastic year, and, he, and he's been fantastic in Kansas City. Now, he got the all-star nod um, this year, and, and he was able to, um, you know, he, he was able to have just this resurgence, um, and, and, and he had his best season in years, you know, with um, the Royals this year. But even last year, he was a really good player, and he was a really good piece for the Royals. Uh, so after, you know, he was in Boston, if you remember, the reason the Royals were able to get him was that he finished, you know, runner-up in Rookie of the Year voting, you know, in his rookie season. He helped them win a, win a World Series. And then he just, like, you know, forgot how to hit, and he forgot how to how to play. And I think that the Kauffman Stadium, I think that that plays more to his strengths. I think that that um, really helps him. And he was an all-star in Kansas City this year. He's won a gold glove in Kansas City last year. He's a World Series champion. I think that those all can factor in because while he did not play well um, in Boston his last couple of years, and that's when they traded him, uh, if you go to his postseason numbers and you look at him in the postseason, he is batting 272 in the postseason with a uh, 322 OBP and a 407 slugging, and his OPS is 729 in the postseason. So, like, this is a guy who has been able to show, you know, who has been able to perform at the highest of high major league levels. So I think that that really bodes well, too, for if you are a contending team that wants an outfielder, how many outfielders can say that they've already seen that playoff experience and they've already had success in the playoffs? Because we know that playoff baseball is just a different... It's a different game. It's it's a different um, atmosphere. So I think that Benatendi is as good as gone in Kansas City, and, and that's just simply because, you know, free agent coming up and... You want to sell high on him because I'm not sure if you can get Benatendi to resign. Like if I if I had to bet right now, could the Royals resign Benatendi? I would say no. Not necessarily because you know of a lack of wanting to spend money or a lack of money. I think it's just more so the fact that like Benatendi wouldn't want to sign up for you know being a 29 year old in Kansas City with a team that is you know next year. Like let's face it, at this point next year. You're going to be better than this year, I think, but you're also going to be very young, and young teams struggle at times to, to win a ton of games, and you're still going to be figure, figuring some things out. And then the next year after that, then you're looking to go to the playoffs, and then you're looking to kind of get this thing on the right track. So you're looking at like a 2024, 2025, 2026 window, and at that time, but attendee will be, you know, 30, 31, 32. I think that he wants to start winning as soon as possible again in his major league career. I think that that could be what sways you know his, you know his decision and his motives in the decision to resign or not so it's not a royals problem that he won't resign in my opinion i think it's just kind of a it's just kind of a timeline problem right he just doesn't quite quite fit the timeline he's on he's just on that he's just on that kind of bre- breaking point right that borderline of will benatendi you know be around for when the royals want to be good again and so i also think that you know if you're not, if you have any doubts at all, if you can re-sign Benatendi, then I would trade him because his value is so high. Even as a guy who is approaching uh, free agency, and even as a guy who um, is approaching, you know, the willing, you know, the ability to walk uh, after this year. So it'll be interesting to see how the Royals handle that. Now, um, I think that the Royals can get pieces in this trade that legitimately impact their next playoff run. And I can't say that about um, any other player that the Royals are going to trade this this next week. 
and, and I think that, you know, obviously it's tough because technically any player can impact anything. Um, you know, once they're in your system, maybe you can find something else that their other system couldn't and you can help them, you know, win games and stuff. But um, my big thing is I, I just think that Benatendi's trade hall will be so massive that he will be able to, uh, in a roundabout way, obviously, contribute to your winning program, you know, your winning organization at that time um, whenever you – um, whenever you get get to that point. So with Benatendi, I think that they should trade him. I think that they will trade him. And I think that some teams that you look for are the Yankees, the Padres, the Mets. I think that those are teams that can truly uh, impact things and, and, and truly give you a good haul because they need an outfielder uh, for either, whether it be injury purposes. And of course the Yankees are searching for an outfielder. They're kind of They've kind of increased their pursuit of an attendee recently, uh, the Yankees have. So you're going to get a gold glover. You're going to get an all-star caliber player this year. You're going to get a guy who has performed on the biggest stages. And you're going to get a guy who who can really help push your lineup over the top. Now, I, I don't know if he's going to carry your lineup, obviously. But look at the Yankees, man. Like, as the Yankees take out Gallo from their lineup and put in an attendee, they're having a fantastic season. I mean, they're already having a fantastic season. They're having a, a otherworldly season if that happens. The only pushback I would say, or the only kind of question mark for me, and I think that it's a question mark for us because we're not kind of, you know, we're not kind of privy to these inf- this information. Uh, he's not vaccinated. He, he did not get vaccinated. And so unlike with Merrifield, we don't really have a statement from him, you know, assurance from him that he would get vaccinated on a contending team. But Merrifield came out and said it. Like if I get traded to a contending team and we have to go play Toronto, I'll probably get vaccinated. Benatendi has not said that publicly. He just left it short and sweet and left it at, you know, it's a personal decision. So, that might be something that you know he has to discuss with, like say the Yankees, especially because they have to play Toronto in the division uh, here coming up the next month, and then they 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 very easily are of course in the AL, so they could easily play Toronto in the playoffs. Um, so maybe that you know hinders your package, you know your trade package, but ultimately I think that it'll work out, and I think that the Yankees are just kind of the best spot for Benatendi, barring them doing something crazy, like if the Yankees trade their farm for Juan Soto, like obviously. That probably takes my the, the, the engine potentially running because you know you don't want to add another outfielder uh, to that group if you just added Juan Soto. But uh, still, it'll be very exciting to see kind of where he fits in. But yeah, this season he's been incredible. Uh, a slash line of 317, 386, 401. Uh, and then he ha- also has a 786 OPS with three home runs, 32 RBIs. And his OPS plus is 124. Like He has been really, really good. Uh, so I am excited to see how, it, how he does while still not losing any of his, you know, base running or any of his um, fielding either. So that's been really good. And, and I think that he can be a gold glove caliber guy again this year, whenever it's all said and done. So uh, that is the prize. That is the guy who is going to carry you in this trade deadline and get you back the, the, the package that really excites you. What are some names that still could get you some flyers on guys who, you know, if it works out, they could be, you know, huge boomer bust, you know, prospects. I think that the Minutini's prospects will be closer to a sure thing. These next trade packages will probably look like some boomer bust type of guys. So let's talk about it. And I want to tell you that we're introducing uh, you to BlueNile.com, the original online jeweler in high-income adults, 100K, 1,000-plus, primarily males, 25-plus, looking to get engaged or gift fine jewelry to visit the website and also check out the BlueNile customers today. Uh, Folks, I want to tell you right now that you need to go to BlueDial.com. You can have, you know, a wedding jewelry 
like engagement rings or bands. You can have fine jewelry, which is like considered diamond jewelry, cocktail rings, gemstone necklaces. You, you can really go there for everything you need, whether it's, you know, making that big decision to commit to somebody and to um, and get engaged and get married. Like they're there for you every step of the way. So make sure you go and check them out today. I want to tell you that Blue Nile has this simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, the size, the clarity, as well as um, you know, setting the style and the just kind of look of your ring very easily. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. It is a very life special moment that, that the fine jewelry and engagement rings kind of um, fall into for you. It's going to be life-changing. So whether you are ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find the jeweler in BlueNow.com as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNow.com. So check it out today, BlueNow.com. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com. And going now is the BlueNow anniversary sale. So up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement rings and more. So every order is insured, ships for free, and arrives in discreet packaging. So they won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNow.com today. Check them out today, BlueNow.com. We are back on Lockdown Royals Podcast, on Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And on today's show, we're talking about the trade deadline. We're talking about how the Royals can pivot, right? Because they came into this year looking to compete, looking to take that next step in their in their rebuild. And quite honestly, they stumbled down a few steps. They, they stumbled backwards instead of moving forward. So this trade deadline can help you reposition trading by attendee for prospects down the line, which again, I think that those prospects now, if I had to grade them, I think that these prospects, this will be your A tier package, whatever you get back from an attendee. And then we move on to what are some other names out there. And, you know, surprisingly for a team that's out of it, but was expected to take a, a massive leap. They don't really have that much to give besides an attendee. I think that one name is Michael A. Taylor. I think that Michael A. Taylor can fit any contender just due to the value of his asking price. I, I don't think that the Royals would ha would would be looking to just you know dominate a Michael A. Taylor trade. By that I mean like they're not going to try to pull one over on you and just demand you give them your top ten prospects in the, in the system, right? But you know you can give them a flyer guy who's like you know a you know twenty one year old guy that hasn't quite figured it out in your system, but still has raw talent, maybe. Maybe new coaching, you know, new set of eyes on them. They can they can fix some stuff like that kind of a prospect. I think is what you're going to get back from Michael A. Taylor, but he can provide value for teams. It's another outfielder that's a former World Series winner on this Royals roster. He won with the Nationals in 2019. Um, Benatendi took a Gold Glove home last season as well, and I think that he's had his, his two best offensive seasons in Kansas City. I know that the stats say differently. Like I think that they're technically his like third and fourth best. Um, offensive seasons, but I think that just looking at him and how he's competing at the plate and also doing it every single day, um, you know, for the Royals factors in as well. But the, the thing is he is having far and away his best OB season this year. 
Like this season, this is very, very, very best season. He has a career high uh, 106 OPS plus, um, and, and has career highs in almost every category hitting the ball. Plus, he's still playing elite defense. Like his defense is elite. While I, I think the Pentini, of course, is a Gold Glove caliber guy, and he did win a Gold Glove last year. Michael A. Taylor can win you games with his defense. I think that Andrew Bantini can win games by not messing things up in the outfield, and that's what helps him win a gold glove because he doesn't make mistakes and he can make those diving plays. Michael A. Taylor can win you games by making the diving plays, by his range and covering just oceans and oceans of outfield out there, especially at the K, uh, you know, climbing the wall and robbing home runs. And he has a very, very great arm that can gun runners down. And, and, that's clearly going to be able to shape the, you know, to, to shape a series at times. If you if you throw a runner out in the World Series, uh, you know, at, at, at the plate, those games are typically decided by one or two runs. That just won you a game, and therefore just shifted the entire series uh, in your favor. Because one game can shift the series, obviously, of how things are perceived. So, like, I think that Michael A. Taylor provides a ton of value, especially if you think that this, you know, career high hitting the ball can continue for the rest of the year at least. Now. He's also under contract for 2023, um, where he's owed $4.5 million and then becomes an unrestricted free agent in 2024. So you're trading for Michael A. Taylor, who's cheap and has more control and is having the best two years of his life at the plate, in my opinion, and can win you games with his defense. One of the few players that like is so good defensively that it can truly impact the outcome. And he's available. And he's available for well, not that much. Like You're not going to have to give away your prized possessions to get Michael A. Taylor, but you're going to have to give away, you know, something out there. You have to give something back to Kansas City in this case. So I think that Michael A. Taylor is another one that where, again, if Benatini gets you back the A++++ prospects, Michael A. Taylor gets you back a C++ prospect where he still has talent, but let's see if our guys can can get him back on the, on the straight and narrow. I think that one of the last names to watch for this trade deadline is Whit Merrifield. And the problem is what Merrifield's having his worst season by far. Like this is by far his worst season in every statistical category. He has a negative 0.4 war, which is a career low. Is a career low batting average, a career low on base percentage, a career low slugging percentage, a career low OPS, a career low OPS plus, a clear a career low war, and even a dreadful career worst negative 0.6 defensive war. He's he's playing very, very bad. He's 33 years old, uh, and he still is owed $6.7 million next year, and he has an $18 million mutual option for 2024. Like he's playing very bad. And so if you're Kansas City, how do you balance that, right? Like, do you trade him right now and just goodness, get whatever you can get for him and just move on from the Whit Merrifield experience? Or do you swallow a very tough pill, have him play out this season, uh, see if he can you know, kind of turn around some of these numbers and then go into next year with the idea in mind of let's play a half a season with Whit Merrifield and get him traded for more value. I, I think that this decision gets a lot harder too by his, by his COVID stance. And, and, and I don't care if a player you know, wants to get vaccinated or not. What I'm saying is, the way he went about it, right? The, the the PR point of view from where he went about it to where, you know, he he made no mince he didn't mince words about it. Where he didn't value the Royals enough to get vaccinated, but he would value a contending team to get vaccinated, and that of course sparks some animosity between the team fan base and him. Um, do you want to just get rid of that culture 
look, that's a guy who didn't buy into your, to your program. That's a guy who didn't buy into your organization and is telling young guys, hey, you know, you guys aren't worth me getting vaccinated to go to Toronto for one series, but if I had to get vaccinated and go to Toronto for one series in October with a better team, I would. So, like, it's obviously not some huge, like, personal belief if it can crumble that that quickly. So, uh, for Merrifield, it's a tough it's a tough game to play if you're dating more. Do you just give him away for basically nothing? Because that's what he's worth right now. It's nothing. Or do you do you take the weird kind of animosity, kind of the weird, like, drama that's around him right now, live with it, ride it out, and see if he can right this ship next year? And, and, and can provide some value next year at $6.7 million for a team at the deadline. So I, I think that it will be interesting to see which way they go about that. Let's wrap the show up t- uh, today after this, talking about what the Royals will, will keep after the deadline, who I think is for sure safe at the deadline besides the obvious. Let's talk about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but a good friends over at Bet Bet BetOnline is a fantastic place to go to. BetOnline.net is the fastest and best way to bet on all your sporting needs. Find your favorite sporting events and your number one source for odds and lines and games. Find reviews on news on every league, including MLB Baseball, um, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head on over right now to BetOnline and uh, check them out today. Or even use your mobile device. Bet online is where the game starts, folks. It's this easy. You type in Bet Online in your URL search bar. Uh, it pulls up right now. Go to Sportsbook, and boom! I am looking at the lines for tomorrow in Major League Baseball, and the Royals line isn't on here because I haven't declared a starting pitcher. But you can bet on literally any game you want to. So Baltimore is a one and a half run underdog at home because they're facing off with the Rays ace Shane McClanahan. So you can go check that out. The Subway Series starts tomorrow. That'll be a fun one to watch as well. Uh, so check it out today by going to Bet Online right now. You can also bet on future bets. So like for baseball, for example, I think that these are very fun to look for. So it will be player futures. Who's going to win the Cy Young? The favorite right now is Shane McClanahan. Uh, but Shohei Otani is at plus 750. If you think that you know he should um, win the World Series. I mean, he should win the Cy Young, I should say. World Series odds. This is what I got tongue-tied on. The World Series odds. The Yankees are plus 300, and they're the favorites to win. But the Dodgers are at plus 350. The Astros are at plus 550. And then the Mets are at plus 800. Uh, the Royals, of course, are down here at plus a million. So if you want them, they're tied with the Pirates, the Tigers, and the Rockies. Uh, if you want them, go check it out today um, at Bet Online. A lot of fun stuff. But there are, there are some good value picks on the board for the World Series. I think that the Astros... Our great value pick. I think that the the um, um, Padres can be a great value pick, depending on what they do at the deadline. Like I want to see them actually do it at the deadline first. But uh, anyway, check it out today. But online for the very best in sports, where the game starts. We are back on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Royals. And you can email the show, LockdownRoyals at gmail.com. We're talking about the trade line, and I think that the Royals' trade packages and trade options are very simple. Surprisingly enough, for a team that's you know out of it, 
I think that it's only been attending Michael A. Taylor and Whit Merrifield on the block. I don't see them trading away um, Salvador Perez. I, I just don't think that they're going to do that. I think that they're going to keep him around, and of course, you know they, they should keep him around. Um, as far as their young pitchers go, obviously you're not going to trade any of them at all. Like They're young, they're controllable, and they haven't had a great year, obviously, but still, they're young, controllable, and you're going to want to keep them around. And then... Uh, you know, the, the elder statesman, like a Zach Grinke, what, does he want to be traded? If he wants to be traded and he wants to move on, sure. But, like, he's not going to net you back anything to go and, and force your hand of trading him, right? Um, maybe Amir Garrett, but he's not having the best of years, obviously. Uh, he could maybe get moved in, in just a random deal that doesn't really move the needle for either side. Uh, and then past that, I think that you'd, I think that you'd rather keep Scott Barlow and keep Josh Stumont because – uh, while I really like them and I really think that they can uh, provide a ton of value, I also think that they can have a better season next year, statistically. I think that they can look better next year and you have them under control so you can afford to play the waiting game with them. Um, sure, you could trade them. and I think that they have a fantastic bullpen spot for contenders right now. I think that they're just kind of built for competitive baseball. I just think that you, you should wait and let them, you know, not develop, like let them bounce back, I should say. Yeah, bounce back for the Royals next year. So to me, the deadline is pretty simple for Kansas City, and you're really just waiting on what happens with Andrew Benatendi. They're really just waiting on you know seeing um, what that big haul is. And I will say, you have to factor in, too, Carlos Santana's trade, which I think Dayton Moore deserves a ton of credit on. We can go and... and, and use a red pin and talk about Dayton Moore's history as a GM, but that Carlos Santana trade, I think was one of his better moves because you trade a guy in Carlos Santana who was perceived to have zero value. And I think that you got two really good, you know, prospects who can play major league baseball and can contribute. I never would have thought that at the beginning of the year of the year that you can do that for Santana, get two guys who can contribute at a major league level and help you win baseball games. I thought you'd get two you know, four A guys. If you traded Salvador, if you traded um, Carlos Santana, it's like he's already got a really good deal under his belt. Let's see how he continues to build this throughout the next couple of days as we lead up to the trade deadline. So check it out. Uh, also, check out Lockdown MLB for the national perspective on Major League Baseball for your second listen. So thank you so much for making us your first listen. Your second listen. Check out MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan. Uh, he brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective to every team. With the biggest stories from around the league, follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Audience app and YouTube and wherever else you get your podcast from. So the Audacity app, YouTube, and anywhere else you get your podcast from, same as we are. So now go check them out. Now on tomorrow's show, we'll talk about kind of what a trade package could look like for Andrew Benatendi. We'll recap some games that has happened for Kansas City and so much more. Plus... We're going to continue to revisit that Benetini trade, the original one that got him here. How does that look now in retrospect? And, and kind of what are we looking at with the MLB trade that's approaching? And you know that it's going to be go time. Like starting tomorrow and starting this week, like we're going to hear so many rumors about Benetini and about the rest of the Royals. So I'll keep you up to date on all of those as well. So until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.